Welcome to Ask the Tech Coach, brought to you by the TeacherCast Educational Network. If you are in charge of professional development and looking to build an innovative digital learning experience, this is the podcast for you. Join us each week as we uncover strategies that tech coaches are using to drive their digital transformations one classroom at a time. And now for your host, with over two decades of experience working with tech coaches and edtech companies from all around the world, Jeff Bradbury. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the TeacherCast Educational Network. My name is Jeff Bradbury. Thank you so much for joining us today and making TeacherCast your home for professional development. This is Ask the Tech Coach podcast, episode number 226. I am so thankful that you guys are here today. I hope everyone's having a great holiday season. I'm looking forward to holiday break in just a few short business days coming up soon. I hope you guys are too. I've got a lot of work coming. Looking forward to time with the kids. Also looking forward to putting those final touches on the website. As I've been mentioning over the last couple episodes, I have completely taken apart all of TeacherCast, all the coaching stuff. And by the time the new year comes, I'm getting ready to launch a brand new experience. Lots of videos, lots of tutorials. The whole concept of TeacherCast University is going to get launched. We're going to be doing some nighttime stuff, some daytime stuff. Coaches, look out. We got a lot of good stuff for you today. I'm excited about our show today. I have a guest that is a 30-plus year educator. And you know what? There's a lot of similarities between my guest today and you, the instructional coach. Even though my guest has never been a coach, even though my guest after we were done said, never heard of an instructional coaches. There are so many similarities between being a coach and being how awesome my guest today is. I'm excited to have you guys there. Of course, there's only one great way to become a coach this year and get your stuff together. It's by joining the TeacherCast Instructional Coaches Network. We have three different varieties. You can head on over to Facebook, to LinkedIn, or you can head on over to k12leaders.com. All the information is over at the bottom of askthetechcoach.com. Let's go to askthetechcoach.com. Scroll down to the bottom. You can check out all the options. Let us know. No charge. We are here for you. It is the TeacherCast Instructional Coaches Network. My guest today is a retired New Jersey educator, currently working as a part-time substitute teacher, but she has 30-plus years of experience in the world of education. And I am excited to have her on today because we're going to be talking about something that is very important to not only K-12 educators, but also instructional coaches as well. The whole concept of teacher retention, educators coming into the profession, educators leaving the profession. And I got to tell you, as a coach, you're probably out there in a position to be working with staff, working with new staff, onboarding new staff, helping your staff get used to being in that building. I am so thrilled to have today Donna Gerard. Donna, how are you today? Welcome to Ask the Tech Coach. Hi, thank you so much for having me here. I'm very excited for this conversation. I am excited to have you here. Uh, We're both uh, New Jersey educators or New Jersey-based educators. Um, 30 plus years in education. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, I spent most of my time in middle school and most of it in one district, Although I started out teaching basic skills and was in three buildings in three years, 
found a home for 18 years in sixth grade and then ended up going to teach science to the seventh and eighth graders. And you recently retired, but you're back in the classroom. Tell us a little bit about all of that. You know, the decision to leave, but the passion to stick with it and still be a substitute teacher and work with students directly. I never stopped loving being in the classroom. I don't love everything that's going on in education. And that's the stuff I retired from. I never retired from the kids. On some level, I wish I were still there and I became a substitute teacher. So for all intents and purposes, I am still there. I teach in a different, I sub in a different district than the one I, I taught in. I go to the middle school mostly, although I have done some fifth grade. And it's just so much fun to be in the classroom with the kids when I get the chance. But I, this book got started, Who's Tougher Than Us? The Realities of Teaching. Throughout the years, teachers go into the teacher's room for lunch and they just compare stories about what happened this morning and we just sit there and we're like, oh, we should write a book about all of this mm-hmm. stuff. Well, I heard that I don't know how many times throughout my career. And then when I got to the point where I retired, I said, I'm going to write that book. And Who's Tougher Than Us is a book dedicated to teachers, to all teachers, teachers who are there now teachers that are retired and for the up and coming teachers. And it's basically a realistic yet optimistic look at teaching. It's not at all a book on how to teach, but it is very much a book on what it's like to be a teacher. I think your story is fascinating because for many coaches, they're, You know, we're all teachers, but at some point we had a desire to do something different, something bigger Um, for coaches. It's leave the classroom, become a coach. But even when you become a coach, again, you're still a teacher. So that drive to go back in, that drive to help teachers, help students at a bigger level uh, for me and for others, I'm sure it takes over. I love the fact that as a coach, we have the opportunity to be in as many classrooms at different times of the day. We can be in different classrooms on different days. I would assume that's kind of similar to being a substitute where one day you might be in sixth grade, one day you might be in seventh grade. What is it like for you to be able to wake up and either, you know, I'm sure maybe there's days where you know what you're doing. There's some days where you might wake up and you're not sure. You're just going to go find the assignment and figure out who needs my help today. Like I said, there's a lot of similarities, but what is it like to be a substitute teacher these days? I started out as a substitute teacher back in the 1980s. Yes, that old. Mm. And back then the phone rang at five o'clock in the morning 
and someone was basically reading you the list of the availabilities for that day. Now we go online and you choose the assignment that you want and then you do it the day before and then you show up at the school and then you are told, I know you signed up for this, but what we really need for you to do is that. <laughs> and my standard line is whatever you need. It doesn't really matter to me what it was. Although the other day I did make a, a request, not cafeteria duty, please not cafeteria duty. And she said, okay, go cover a social studies class at the end of the day instead. So that's how that, that's how that was. I, I think there's some coaches that have that same problem of, 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 of I'll do anything that you want. Please not cafeteria duty. <laughs> I think that's a universal. One of the things that I know coaches have an opportunity to do is work with new teachers. And I mean, my first question for you on that is, do you feel like a new teacher every single day because you never know where you're going to be? I mean, there's always that learning curve of what's the schedule, what's the building, who are the kids, how's it going to work? Um, what is it like to, after 30 years, be a new teacher literally every day when you walk into that building? It feels not as strange as you might think. Maybe the first couple of days I felt very strange and the first few minutes can be weird. But the first thing I do when I go in is I assess what's going on in this room. Are the, is this a very chatty class or these who are coming in and getting right to business? Mm. What I find is there are some classes, although very few, where kids are ready, oh, we have a sub, let's take advantage. But I'm able, because I have so much experience, to kind of squash that in the first few minutes. Uh, with technology in the classroom, I find that most students have their sub assignments on Google Classroom. So all I have to do is tell them the teacher's expectations. And I tend to tell them that I have been teaching for longer than your parents have been alive in some cases. And they will get to work. And I tell them, look, I'm a teacher. And I turn with the, some desk in the front row around. And I take another desk next to it. I said, I'm comfortable teaching, answering any questions you have about the subject matter, come up with your Chromebook and they do. And generally I might have to walk the room for a few minutes and then they settle down and they're just working. And there have been cases where the kids really don't know what they're doing. And again, that's just a rarity. And I might work on an assignment with them together for a few minutes. But generally, they're because of technology, they're really very self-sufficient. How in the last 30 years have you felt you've changed as an educator due to the increase or adoption of technology? 
when I first started, there were no computers anywhere, like literally none. And uh, this is a kind of a funny story. I don't know how funny it was at the time. <laughs> I remember when we got our first two computers installed in the classroom and I was excited and the kids were excited and we were doing a social studies lesson and a kid had a question, something having to do with government. And I did not know the answer. And this was a perfect time to tell the, uh, the kid who asked the question, go to the back and look it up on the computer. <laughs> go to whitehouse.com. And as anyone who's ever gone to whitehouse.com knows, it is not an appropriate site and has nothing to do with government whatsoever. So the kid comes back and says, Miss, I did not do this deliberately and pulls me over to the computer. And I'm like, okay, let's go off of that. And I mentioned it to the computer teacher who said, oh, yeah, you can't go to that. So that was, so we just kind of moved on from there. One of the things that we've learned. So I was there at that very fledgling moment when there were no firewalls to keep kids from doing such things to the point where groups were using computers and working together and tests were starting to be done on computers mm -hmm. and it became kind of the fabric of what we were doing in my district. When I retired, we did not yet have a computer for every student. It's my understanding that they do now in the district I'm subbing in, everybody has their own computer. Mm -hmm. So it's really kind of a wonderful development. As a coach, we have the opportunity to work with new teachers. We know when they come in, generally there's a routine, you know, make sure that you'd have this, make sure you have this, here's your passwords, here's your all, whatever that happens to be for you in your district. What advice, Donna, would you give new teachers these days? We've got a lot of people who are coming into the profession. Some of them are leaving a district right now and moving to another district next week. Some of them are brand new, fresh out of college. Some of them are, you know, coming into the workforce after raising a family and maybe they haven't been teaching for 10, 15, 20 years. What advice from, from your background, your perspective, your experiences, would you give anybody coming into education in 2022 and let's just say 2023? Well, I would have to take myself back to my very first day in the classroom. And I had completed alternate route. And I had been a sub. But what I didn't realize as a sub is that I was really benefiting from all of the classroom management protocols that were put into place by the teacher in that room. And not realizing that I expected that I was just going to walk in on my first day and everything was going to fall in place and the kids were magically going to know what to do and what I expected. And on day one, I realized that that was not so. 
And the vice principal stopped in at the end of the day. And she looked at me looking, sitting there looking shell-shocked and desks awry and the room a mess. And she looked at me sitting in the chaos and said, okay, put your desks in rows, make a seating chart. And I said, oh, but in school they told us, she's like, stop, you're in the real world right now. (laughs) You're going to, I, I don't even care what they said. Now you're going to learn how to do this. And one of the things that I learned was that it takes a long time to become a teacher. It is a great job. I would tell especially new teachers that teaching is hands down a great job. If you want a job where what you do makes a difference, this is it. There is nothing in the world like watching students struggle and then finally get it. And knowing that this kid, especially for teachers in the younger grades, that this kid knows how to read because of you. That's amazing. It's sometimes you just have the, I'm the king of the world moment where you've taught something and they get it. And there are just wonderful days in the classroom, but they also have to know that teaching is hard. It's really, really hard. And good, bad, or indifferent, your class is a captive audience. Your students literally have no choice to be there, but, but, but to be there. And there will be kids who are having a hard time. And they're going to have extreme difficulty reading or doing basic math. And they may be disruptive to hide the fact that they can't do things their classmates can. Or they can act poorly because they're reacting to something awful that's happening at home or some sort of situation with another student. They might throw temper tantrums for no apparent reason that you can figure out. And you might have kids who aren't doing work because they're angry, they're depressed, they're anxious, and you could have whole classes with this problem, or you have a great class. But it's very rare to have a class that's fabulous, and it's very rare to have a class where everybody is out of whack. But the advice that I would give teachers, new teachers, go to your colleagues They are the cavalry coming over the hill. Get advice from them and find a way to have fun with your class. Make, uh, forge relationships with your students. And you may won't always see that you're making progress, but your persistent presence in the classroom really matters to your students. I think that's a great story. You know, every time that you're saying students, I'm transposing that in my head to say teachers. And every time you're saying, you know, you're the one that's teaching those students how to read. My mind just transplants and 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 translates that into as a coach, you're the one that's helping that teacher swim. So that way they can then. But you're doing it across. Twenty five teachers. 
right? And, and as a coach, you have that opportunity to really leave your mark on teachers, leaving their mark on students. Um, do you miss, I know you're, you're, you know, you're substituting, you get a chance to do that as often as you can, but I mean, do you miss being a day-to-day you know, same kids, same building, or or are you having just as much fun waking up not knowing where you're going to be that day? I am hoping that after the holidays, I'm going to take some longer term assignments. So I'm hoping that maybe I'll get to cover a maternity leave or cover for a teacher who's going to be out for a week and be in the same place. Hmm. Uh, one of the things I miss besides being having the same kids, I miss the camaraderie of being part of the faculty. That's just a big part of it. Even though like every other teacher, I spent many a lunch period grading papers, you know, a pen in one hand and my sandwich in the other hand. Mm-hmm. And I, but I really liked when I did have the time to go out and sit with colleagues. I very much miss that. I, I think any coach would answer the same thing, right? It, you're you're a part of the faculty, but you're kind of different, but you're still part of the faculty, but you might have multiple buildings. And it, and it does kind of play a little bit into, you know, you, you mentioned earlier that you recently published a book called Who's Tougher Than Us? The Realities of Teaching. We're going to make sure that we have all the links and stuff over here on our show notes. Talk to us a little bit about the book. You had said that you were kind of, called upon to write something like this after hearing everybody else say, you know, there should be a book about this. What can we read? What can we find when we check out the book? You would find a book full of stories. There are stories about students, some of them funny stories. Some of them are sad stories. Uh, Some of them are infuriating uh, things that happened to me when there were problems with students. There is the story of the time that a student accused me of strangling him. Mm. And the parent came in and I insisted upon having the video shown. And the student kept changing his story. At first, I started strangling him out on the sidewalk during a fire drill. And then it got moved to no, it happened in the hall. And then he told the vice principal that he got the story wrong, that she she didn't strangle me and he put his his hands up to his throat. She didn't do that. And then he took his forearm and kind of caught himself under the chin. So he said, Oh, she closed lined you. Well, the video came up. I could not, first of all, my hands are in full view and I sent him for a timeout in the other room. He never even came through the door where I supposedly touched him and that the name of that chapter is hooray for video uh 
And that was a harrowing story because his word against mine, I mean, I could have lost my license. I could have left the building in the back of a police car, but literally nothing happened. Mm. And, you know, the, you know, that's a downside of teaching. It's something that teachers need to know that this kind of thing does happen. What would you like teachers, coaches to get out of the book when they're finished with it? That despite all of the trials and tribulations, and we all know that there are many, I would never have gone back and said, all right, I'm going to go into accounting. I'm going to be a doctor. I'm going to be a fill in the blank. I would stay a teacher because there are other stories such as the time I was going into a shopping mall and I hear a voice saying, Miss, Miss, Miss Gerard. And I'm looking and I don't see anybody. And then I see a head bobbing through the racks. <laughs> and it was a student that I'd had, oh, maybe three or four years prior. And I'm just walking in and she comes running to me and she wanted to let me know that she had been a special education student and there were problems in the resource room beyond anyone's control. And they had to, it, they had to close the resource room down for about a month. And there was just a, a spate of, of bad luck. And we all kept our resource students for that month. And this particular girl was just doing so well that I'm kind of like, oh, do we have to give her back? <laughs> and we worked out an arrangement and here she is three years later saying, and I don't have to go to resource anymore. First, they kept me for reading and for language arts. And then they let me stay out of it for math. And now I just go to, to study skills. And it was just one of those moments. It's like, yes, it was an accident that all this happened. But it was just a situation that we took advantage of. And it was a teachable moment. And it made all the difference in this kid's life. That's awesome. I love those stories. I, I, I got to tell you, Donna, I love when coaches come on and share these teachable moments and just share what makes this profession awesome. I mean, there's so much good going on out there. And there's so many different people that are sitting here impacting teachers, impacting students. If you're out there listening and you have any questions for Donna or if you'd like to share your stories 
please feel free to reach out. You can always find us on askthetechcoach.com or, of course, find us on Twitter. DM me over at askthetechcoach on Twitter or our teacher cast, depending on which one you want to follow. Uh, would love to hear from you. And if you have any questions for Donna, I'll make sure that we pass everything through. Donna, where would somebody go to pick up your book, Who's Tougher Than Us? The Realities of Teaching. It is available as a paperback and on Kindle on Amazon. And you, I actually have the link to it. If you go to my website, DonnaGerard.com, it is, there is a buy now icon to hit, and that will take you directly to the link on Amazon. It can be bought on BarnesandNoble.com. And if anybody, especially if there were somebody who were, in the teacher training program wanted to get this for their for their class for a college class it is available on ingram spark nice we'll make sure that we have the links to all of those things over in our show notes this is of course episode number 228 uh, Donna, I, I I could ask you these questions forever because as you're talking here I'm just reflecting back on the last Oh, the other day, somebody asked me how long I've been in education and I had to stutter and say 22 years. Um, what advice do you have for coaches? What advice do you have for the, you know, these wonderful educators who listen to this show each and every week and all they, they want to do is to go into classrooms, help support, but it's tough, right? It's, it's still a tough environment. We feel like new teachers every day because every classroom is different. Every teacher is different. You walk into the same teacher three days in a row it's still a different classroom to you. What advice do you have for coaches that are out there trying to still figure this whole thing out? In tougher and who's tougher than us. I make reference to the powers that be and the powers that be are depends on the situation. The powers that be could be, the building principal, it could be the district superintendent. Often it's the nameless, faceless entity known as the state. And we don't know who that is. I don't know anybody who knows that who that is. And I think coaches might be able to have more contact with the powers that be than a classroom teacher. So Here's what my message to the powers that be is. And hopefully there are some coaches that could communicate this for me. To the powers that be, I would say, before you do anything, look and listen. Be wary of studies and theories and get out to the schools and classrooms. Ask the teachers what's going on. Ask them what they need to help their students be successful. Listen carefully to their answers and take notes. These teachers are the experts you should be following. Are the students having trouble learning to read? Maybe you need a new reading program. And as a coach, you're in a perfect position to go to multiple classrooms and see if there are any of the same common problems and try to figure out 
how it could be addressed. Because when you're the teacher, all you see are, you know what you're doing and you see your students. But when you are a coach or a vice principal or a principal, you get to see the overall picture that the teachers can't see from their one classroom. What are the students in your district struggling with? Do you need a better counseling program? Is there a bullying problem? Ask the teachers because they will know. But I'm also going to say that there are no one-size-fits-all answers. Situations vary even from class to class. Let's take seating for an example, and I write about this in Who's Tougher Than Us. There was the year where we got a memo from the state where it was decided that all students will be working in groups at all times. Now, first of all, we had problems in my particular classroom because it wasn't big enough to have manageable sized groups. But once we figured that out, um, within a class, there are some students that can sit in groups and some kids that just really need to work alone. You might have one class that thrives on cooperative education and another that really needs a quieter environment. Um, another thing, um, we went through a phase where we were supposed to use technology for every single lesson. And every student does need consistent access to technology but they also need social interaction and artistic expression and direct instruction from a human teacher. The best policy when it comes to education is to make less policy and provide more options. Support the students by supporting their teachers as they do what is best for their class. That's beautiful. That's kind of cool. I, I, I think we'll leave it. Actually, I don't even know how I can how I can follow up on that. Thank you for reading that. That's awesome. Donna, where do we go to find out more information and learn more about the great things that you're doing these days? My website is DonnaGerard.com. And I am Donna Gerard on Facebook. And on Instagram, I am Donna Gerard. On Twitter, I am Donna.Gerard. We are going to certainly make sure we have links to all of those uh, items over in our show notes. Again, this is Ask the Tech Coach podcast, episode number 228. You can head on over to askthetechcoach.com and do a search for it. It'll come right up. Make sure you check out the book, again, available on Amazon, Barnes & Nobles, anywhere. And, of course, we're going to have all the links that also in our show notes here over at 228. Donna, I hope you're having a great holiday season. And uh, please come back on the show. I would love to continue these conversations and maybe – Maybe we can figure out what this conversation looks like as we get closer to May and June and we're on the other side of the uh, of this of the school season. Thank you so much yes. for your time tonight. Thank you so much for having me and have a wonderful holiday. 
and I hope you guys had a great time with this episode. I am so grateful for Donna for coming on and sharing all of this stuff. If you would like to share your story, please head on over to askthetechcoach.com. Find us on Twitter at AskTheTechCoach. Let us know that you guys are out there. We would love to share your story, share your coaching story, or you know what? Just have a great conversation. And if you have any questions about anything, this is Ask the Tech Coach. We launch this show every single Monday, and that wraps up this episode. On behalf of Donna and everybody here in the TeacherCast Educational, Educational Network, my name is Jeff Bradbury. Reminding you guys to keep up the great work in your classroom and continue sharing your passions with your students. You've been listening to Ask the Tech Coach, hosted by Jeff Bradbury of the TeacherCast Educational Network. Please reach out to the show with all of your questions on Twitter at AskTheTechCoach or online at www.askthetechcoach.com. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast so you don't miss any future episodes. And please take a moment to write a review in the App Store.